It's just after I see a movie, I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it. It's sort of a little tradition I have. Do you like to get pie after you see a good movie? Hello and welcome to another episode of A Piece of Pie, the queer film podcast. Tonight we have another one-night stand, uh, one-off episode for you. Uh, once again, I'm your co-host James. And I'm Brian. And we have a special guest, returning guest. Um, hey, it's Max again. <laughs> I think we should upgrade him to contributor at this point. I think so too. Some I think type so. of title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're bringing another one-night stand to you, uh, and since it's October, uh, we are going with favorite Halloween ep- television episodes as sort of like a loose theme for this week. Uh, we've all sort of chatted a little bit before this, and we definitely had television shows that are iconic to, to our friendship the three of us that is like okay who's gonna cover this who's gonna cover this um so who wants to start i want to start because i want to make sure you guys don't take buffy <laughs> um i want to start with buffy because it has probably my favorite halloween episode of anything and that is halloween their Apple season title, yes, title Apple absolutely title. um it's an early season season two Season two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the episode for anyone who doesn't know. Everybody buys their costumes at a uh, costume shop owned by Ethan. And everybody who buys those costumes turns into those costumes. Is this the first appearance of Ethan? Yes. It is, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know, you find out in the middle of the episode, near the end of the episode, that they know each other, and then he shows up throughout the run. But that is, yeah, that's his first I episode. I believe that's the first time he goes, Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. Um... I'm trying to remember who turns into what. Willow turns into a ghost. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's because yeah, yeah. she already feels invisible. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, because right. she was. Well, she put the ghost sheet right. on, right? Well, I mean, all of the costumes are somewhat metaphors for Absolutely. how our main yeah, characters are feeling at this yeah, point, yeah. That too. But of course, you have the most uh, uh, iconic is Xander as army guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they milk that for all it's worth throughout the run of the show like, <laughs> until season seven. So least, I mean, yeah. he actually he, has, he remembers his military training. Yeah, I do forget what was Buffy again. I think she wasn't she the princess. Um, and their other episode, their other great Halloween episode is Fear Itself, where they go to a haunted house party at a real haunted house. Real haunted. Um, it's a frat house. It's the college seasons, season four, so... Always somewhat underrated. <laughs> a little underrated, but it also has Beer Bad and Where the Wild Things Are, so it's, I feel like it's properly rated. <laughs> but it does also have Hush, and it has Fear Itself, and it has a couple yes, of other really great episodes. And Hush, since we're on the topic of Buffy, I mean... I mean, that one's kind of is almost the ultimate Halloween yeah, episode it's without so being scary. on Halloween. Yeah, it's so yeah. creepy. It's probably their scariest episode. Yeah. Oh, clearly, yeah, I think. Definitely. For a film that... Yeah. Uh, for a show that often had very scary episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my favorite... It, Fear itself also has one of my favorite, like, gags at the end where, like, the demon is birthed or born or whatever, and it's, like, six inches tall, <laughs> and she just steps on it, mm-hmm. and it's this big f- thing they're afraid of the whole episode, so, yeah, so that's mine, that's Buffy, I love both of those episodes, they're fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, James, you and I were leaning heavily on the sitcoms then, I yeah, think that I think so. sitcoms lend themselves pretty easily to uh, Halloween episodes, because it gives them all a chance to kind of dress up or be somebody different, and your favorite was... Oh, God, it's it's a difficult choice, but I'm going to go with Parks and Recreation. Um, they have a couple of Halloween episodes, and they're all all really good, um, but I think the one that I specifically want to talk about, because it just has one of my favorite Leslie moments in it, uh, is um, the one right after she's been voted out of office. It's really, like, the 
and it's a, the episode's actually called Adam Office. But it, it's interesting because Parks and Rec has this habit of putting Leslie in a costume yeah. in an episode that's going to be sort of emotionally devastating. And another one, she, you know, has just signed this like lease on a house for her and Ben, and he gets this call and a job offer, and so you have this like moment of like, oh God, what's going to happen now? You know. <laughs> um, but in this one. You know, she's she's become her councilwoman, councilwoman Nope, um, and then she gets recalled and she's taken out of office. And you find out the results, like, right at the end of the previous episode. And so this one is, like, her processing and yeah. dealing with the aftermath. And she's gotten, you know, our, our can-do-everything, if she puts her mind to it, Leslie Nope has fallen into a slump of nothing matters anymore, everything is it's gone. It's really rich. heartbreaking. It yeah. is. It's a really sad episode. It's um, such a positive character, too, it's hard to see her in that. And Space. it almost never happens. It yeah. really almost never happens yeah, throughout the entire episode. show. But she and Ben are dressed as um, Princess Buttercup uh, and uh, the dude from uh, Carrie Elwes uh, from The Princess Bride. And so they've got their like costumes. And it's it's there's this scene where they're in um, the Parks and Rec office, right? And they're doing trick-or-treating with uh, kids. And the kids are coming in. And she's just so depressed and in this <laughs> Funk and Ben's doing everything to try to get her out of it to tell her it's okay and these kids come in and they're trick-or-treating and she just stares at them and says remember kids nothing gold can stay <laughs> it's just like a phenomenal line in in for this character to say you yeah. know to a bunch of children which is like not something that Leslie Nope would do probably mm-hmm. um so there's that one and then just a brief mention for all of Bob's Burgers phenomenal Halloween episodes um, Bob's Burgers is really one of the show I think that consistently does the best ho- uh, holiday episodes. Yeah. Almost that they've now almost all the episodes each season are a holiday one form or another, whether it's Valentine's Day or Thanksgiving, to Thanksgiving to Christmas. Christmas. They're gonna have Arbor Day this season, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, I just uh, when I was sort of trying to remember the episode titles, I was looking um, on a, a wiki for the the name of the particular episodes I was going to talk about. And I realized there was a Halloween episode that just aired, and I hadn't seen it yet. So I was like, yes, I can't wait to get home and watch that. Um, but uh, one of them that's a favorite of mine is the uh, Full Bars episode. Oh, Full Bars. And so it's mm-hmm. like the kids figure out that if they go to King's Head Isle, which is like the rich people area, um, and they have to hop on a ferry to get over there, uh, that they, there's this like rumor that if you go trick-or-treating there, you get full full-size candy bars because everybody's so wealthy there and of course they get that's actually a true story i grew up in many different suburban (laughs) developments and you would go to the richest suburban development probably about three over yeah and they would be the ones with snicker bars and kit kats and everything else (laughs) i believe it i just never got to go to the rich areas (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but anyway it's cute and and one of my favorite things consistently about these halloween episodes is that the kids always have amazing costumes that are like so beyond children to understand oh Gene is Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, you know. phase, you know, with the giant, like, you know, continent of Africa. It's amazing. It's so, so, so good. Uh, I mean, we'll get to the Simpsons, uh, uh, you know, Halloween episodes, too, but, like, animation lent itself well because you just have animation nerds and writers being able yeah. to put their favorite costumes and things that kids would never wear. It reminds me of, like, the old Homestar Runner type of cartoons oh, that they would yeah. do every single year, and that's where Bob's Burgers, I think, gets that spirit. That's what I love about Halloween episodes on and TV shows in general. They always have way more elaborate costumes than anyone can oh, ever really sure. do. Um, or a Ford. <laughs> a Ford, absolutely, yeah. Um, and the one that immediately comes to mind is Roseanne. Roseanne and Dan's um, 
outfits and costumes were always really elaborate. There was one season where Becky is like on the phone and it looks like she's dressed as a princess, but then she turns and her whole other side is bloody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when does a 16-year-old girl have time to do this? Right. right. <laughs> well, they, I mean, Roseanne was really known for having the best Halloween episodes. Yeah. I think probably to a lot of listeners, it is the main yeah. Halloween TV yeah. show. That I, To me, that and The Simpsons are the two. Well, and then, and then there of, is yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. Treehouse of Horrors, of course. Which I think will be that they're going on thirty something. Thirty. I was oh, just boy, reading about right. the other on thirty. Yeah, I, I saw on the news that their six hundredth and sixty sixth yeah. episode next year will be their uh, Treehouse of Terror. That's fitting. So, that is That's nice. Fitting. That's fitting. Yeah. But talking about Simpsons, then I mean, which one is your favorite Treehouse of Horror? Oh God. Um, probably either The Shining or I. I it's dumb, but I like the three D Homer when he's yes. like out in the real world. I like that one a lot. Um, Which I believe, if I remember correctly, was at the time the most expensive episode, episode of all time. And that one's got I some good ones that. around it, though, too. I believe that's the one of uh, Lisa dissolving the tooth and creating a whole new oh, society yes. and yeah. when they were kind of at their peak cleverness. You yeah. Know? Well, and then, of course, you mentioned it earlier, the, oh. to- the, the, the toaster. Well, there's five. <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah. not only do I think that five is the best of the treehouse, it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite. Uh, Simpsons episode ever because yeah. you have the shitting which is just perfect so all the way yeah. through for yeah. the jokes and and the references but then you get into and I'm forgetting the the title but you know Homer's got his coaster that comes back in time mm-hmm. I think taught a lot of us kids you know of the time paradoxes yeah. Yeah. basically I think it was based off of a Ray Bradbury short story uh, yeah. Sound yeah. of Thunder yeah. 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 but you know like has some of my favorite quotes of all times yeah. though too if I wish I wish I, I didn't sat on that fish, fish. <laughs> <laughs> correction Homer you are the second <laughs> But there's also, uh, I really like the one right before that. I think it was uh, Treehouse of Terror 3 with King Homer. That was the King Kong parody that's absolutely oh, yes. perfect oh, my God. in a lot of different ways. But... And I think had one of my first as a young gay kid when uh, uh, Smithers goes, oh, you know what I think, that women and semen never mix. We know what you think. <laughs> and suddenly, finally piecing a lot of things together, I think, yeah. as a 10 or 11-year-old. I remember being a kid and watching the, that the King Homer episode in there's the like Shirley Temple you know sort of dancing she's singing her good ship lollipop and he's just like wagging his finger like and then he just eats her her. and I remember being like young and seeing that and not expecting that to happen and just like being in tears I was laughing so and it's actually kind of graphic you know like I hear like I just watched it not too long ago and like you hear her screaming (laughs) and there's a huge crunch and I'm like oh boy and then her legs just dangle (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah, but I mean that could just be uh, a two-hour-long episode on all of the. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? What else are some other really good? Like, I know you're a big fan of Hannibal, which isn't a, a Halloween show, but it's gory and kind of a horror. I, show. Yeah, I not think... a horror show, like a horror show, but like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. And uh, yeah, I mean, I took the opportunity. They don't have a specific Halloween episode, although it is Brian Fuller, and we double-checked. Mm-hmm. There's. A fun little Halloween episode of Pushing Daisies. There's one with Dead Like Me, though, too. But uh, Hannibal is just one of the few shows that actually is frightening. It just actually has the amount of gore and and artiness. And if uh, all the other Fannibals that might be listening, um, we don't need to go into a lot of type of details. So you boys just need to watch it. Uh, (laughs) It was just something I think NBC got away with because nobody was watching. Um, But I could sing its praises over and over. um, But it really is, I think the perfect show to watch around Halloween at this time. I only ever saw the first season. I had a, It was on Amazon Prime, and I was using my dad's Amazon Prime. 
it but really now, became a lot of he different doesn't shows. Now, and now I'm like, I don't want to have Prime, so mm-hmm. I'm like... Well, what I like about Hannibal is that it became a lot of different things. It kind of evolved yeah. naturally. Uh, the first season is a lot more procedural yeah. and tracking down serial killers with a twist. Yeah. By the time it got around the second, it was taking on the, the Hannibal uh, storyline and, and other type of things, but really delved into its artiness yeah. and uh, um, you know, kind of operatic uh, nature that was always part of Thomas Harris. And by the third, it was just the gayest love story that was around. Uh, and even more pushed the type of artiness to the point where they got canceled, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's too bad. Um, and then, you know, I think we were talking about sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, though that there's not as many as I thought that they were, 30 Rock always comes first oh, yeah. in mind. Because yeah. I do think that it has one of the catchiest Halloween songs of all time. Ever. And yeah. ever. And I had to just look it up. Of course Donald Glover wrote it. Oh, yes! Of course oh, Donald Glover awesome. wrote it with Tracy Morgan. Werewolf and that makes Bar sense Mitzvah. now, too. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. That's hilarious. It's spooky. That. Scary. <laughs> Uh, and it's also got a great cutaway, uh, and I, I can't remember what the episode was around this, but it's, um, you know, Liz talking to Kenneth, and, you know, she's sort of flashing back to one of his parties that nobody attends except for her, and she's dressed as Harry Potter, and she's sort of dancing. And he's Austin Powers. Yeah, he's Austin Powers, and she's just like, it's one of the best Liz Lemon eye rolls mm-hmm. in the series. She's sort of like dancing there. Well, and then they actually all go to his party and get drunk enough and uh, yeah. uh, break everything down by the next day. <laughs> I was looking up some of the other one though too. It was Stone Mountain was the episode I was thinking of with Gay Halloween. Oh, right, right, That was when Jenna yeah. and uh, Siri and the, the guys want to go to Gay Halloween because that's, that's right. where all the hot girls are. Hot girls so, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Happy Endings had a couple of really Happy good Endings. Um, I like when they had Dave dressed up as Austin Powers. Um, I don't remember it's been so long since I've seen any of those episodes but I just remember really liking I mean I love that show it was a great show yeah I think Max is a baby in that episode I mean like there there was a lot of creative type of costumes I will always love happy endings except for when it's very clearly shot in LA for most of it though too when they're all like outside and it's perfect weather in Chicago rather than being kind of like we know that it's going to be 29 degrees exactly well there's a show that I haven't seen yet and it's not uh, specifically obviously because I haven't seen it I don't know if there's a Halloween episode but it's coming out I believe this month or maybe it just came out which looks very appropriate for the season which is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina I'm looking forward to that one I am really looking forward to it it's the same creator as Riverdale right yes and he's a comics writer Mm -hmm. that wrote quite a bit of this as well right yeah yeah so this was so this is you know sort of sort of based on Sabrina the Teenage Witch the old TV show from back in the day um the comics have sort of taken this up and made it much darker and more sinister and much more... Yeah, Satan's actually involved. Yes. Well, yeah, wasn't yeah. the original comic, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, a spinoff of Archie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're all the same universe. Yeah. Same yeah, with yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, else yeah, too. yeah. So they're all from Riverdale one way or another. Right. Okay. I was just double I wasn't. I couldn't remember. Well, so and so the new show, I think, uh, seems to be following, at least from everything I've read about it, which have been fairly positive reviews, that it's following clearly in the footsteps of this The Chilling Adventures comic. Okay. Um, so it's super dark. Satan is a huge, huge, huge part of it. And I remember, you know, I had this on my radar. Kiernan Shipka is playing Sabrina from uh, Mad her. Men. Yeah, and so I was excited about that. But I was also sort of like, eh. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like I haven't really watched Riverdale. Like I'm, you know, I'm not you know super plugged into that. 
So it didn't really come across my radar. And then the first trailer for it came out. And I was like, this looks incredibly macabre (laughs) and kind of scary and fun and, like, the craft, but, like, terrifying. And I'm like, I'm I'm here for this. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I didn't, um, uh really think that much of it until I saw the trailer and I, I it did pique my interest quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you mean neither of you boys spent way too much time on TGIF watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a kid? I think I was like just a few years too old for that maybe. It wasn't I, even I, TGIF. I mean I, I watched it like some episodes but it was Oh I watched that way past yeah. its prime but yeah. you gave me a talking cat now. <laughs> I'll still invest. I understand that there is still a talking cat. There is no talking cat. There, oh, there is a not? Salem but a review I read oh, that he doesn't, it doesn't talk. talk. Okay. So but Salem this is, is the dark and gritty okay. reboot. Maybe he'll talk eventually. Maybe later. When that they, is true. When they right. lighten it up for season I was gonna, four. I was and then say, Nathan Lane will come out. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say maybe Salem will get possessed by Satan. There you talking. go. No, but you have a, basically a lot of the same characters as the original TV show in the same model. And you've got your two aunts, of course, aunts, too. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Davis is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Miranda uh, Otto. Yes, Which is, I this know. is a little bit I'm out of really her wheelhouse. Ex- this is very vampy. She looks almost like Patricia Clarkson. But I'm really excited to see Miranda Otto, like, doing something. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I, I always thought that she should have had a much better, much better career. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of Netflix, though, I know that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are also releasing, I haven't. It's not out yet, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think it is out, but I haven't watched it. The Haunting of Hill House? Has anyone yeah, seen it is out. Okay, so all of my homo friends are absolutely obsessed. obsessed. Okay. I have not had internet in my place for a while, so I'm cursing myself okay. that like this is the show of the moment. Yeah, yeah. well, they didn't. there's no season three of Stranger Things, so they needed something to fill that role. Yeah. Season three, I think, is next summer. Yeah. Um, but last season two came out around October, and it was perfect for October. Yeah. Um, and that was actually. Did fun... it actually come out on Halloween last year? I think it might have. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Haunting of Hill House. I mean, uh, it's it's Mike Flanagan, who I think is probably one of the best yeah. working genre directors yeah, out that's there the today. Other uh, who did Oculus and Ouija: uh, Origin of Evil, which was much better than it looked. But now he's found his home on Netflix. He's uh, he did Gerald's Game, mm. uh, so he's he's done a lot of the Stephen King. Uh, 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 picks and now this is getting great ratings. Yeah, you know, I can't wait ratings. to start binging. He's also doing Doctor Sleep, the um, sh- sequel to The Shining. He's doing the movie version of it. Oh, yeah, right. and oh, I actually really like Doctor Sleep. I liked it a lot. Um, so you read it? Mm-hmm. You know how there's those two parts, basically those two kind of warring, not warring stories. Well, they eventually were. Right. I was super into both of them individually. But once, but once they, started, they came together, once they came together, I, I right. just, I mean, I kept reading it because at that point there's a hundred pages left. But it was like. It just lost a lot. Well, of you know, Stephen still has problems with endings. So. Yeah, he always has. Yeah, mm-hmm. that oh, was another TV. thing I I wanted to take since we're talking Halloween and scary stuff. I wanted to at least bring up Stephen King in some way. So I'm glad we got there organically without me being like. <laughs> well, hey I guys. mean, I was trying to think. Stephen King on television. They had well, there was a whole mist. Series. There was the Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Dead Zone was on for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I saw most of Castle Rock. I kind of fell off. Right. Um, no, but I wasn't saying Stephen I, King in terms of like TV. Oh, right, right. Just in Halloween, like. Horror genre in general, like I don't know. Well, as a brief segue, because I have to tell an embarrassing story, uh, and if my mom's listening to this, she may or may not remember this. But um, because we mentioned both Stephen King and The Shining, yeah, <laughs> you know, part of The Simpsons, uh, we went to there was this flea market in Indiana that our family used to go to every year, and there's this big uh, Amish run and owned place that's like a hotel, and like you get a big family meal. It's amazing. Everybody like goes there. It's like event and i remembered seeing they had like books and they sort of look like romance novels written by and presumably for amish people 
and there was one called The Shunning, <laughs> and I thought, based on the cover and me not knowing anything about Amish culture, that this was like their take on The Shining because it, looked, it had like a really ominous cover in this house in the background. And so I sort of cracked a joke about it in this place, surrounded by Amish people. And my mom was like, no, this is very serious. That means somebody's shunned from the community and they can never come back. It's terrible. Don't make fun of this. So, you know, that was my little... Sounds kind of sexy. It's just <laughs> I know. very kind of shun- naughty for Amish, the shunning. They're on Ram Sprugga. <laughs> I know. So all you need to watch is Witness afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we're talking about Shining and Stephen King and television. Probably one of the worst things I had seen around Halloween was the new TV adaptation they did of The Shining. That oh, Stephen King oh, loved. right. I that, that was the one with uh, uh, Tim Daly. No, the other guy from Wings. His Stephen brother. Weber. Stephen Weber. And just getting exactly what's wrong in an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, up to that point, Tommy Lee Wallace had done quite a bit of good TV Stephen King adaptations. It uh, still holds up in my mind. You know, I just rewatched it not yeah. too long ago. It's great. The Stand has a lot of pre-CGI and some kind of goofiness, but a really strong cast and an it's excellent such cast. A great really, cast. and that's what makes it hold up. Because you've in got Gary Sinise, um, Kathy Rob, Bates. First, well, she's only in it for a second. Yeah, Rob Lowe. You've Rob got, Lowe, uh, uh, Bill um, Fagerbakey, <laughs> aka uh, Laura Sangiacomo For any of the oh uh, Just Shoot Me fans out there, oh that's the height of her beauty. And her terrible fright wig with that white hair. I had a crush on her in that movie. I, don't I had know a crush what on Rob Lowe in that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> despite that like '90s fop that like. Like in a silhouette, it looks like a penis. <laughs> and plus, being quiet, you know, being you know, be, uh, playing a mute character. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you know, real Rob Lowe doesn't say as, uh, as much stupid stuff. So right, right. Yeah. I, that was I feel like that was my introduction to Rob Lowe. To be honest, I feel like that was the first time I like because I wasn't old. I wasn't old enough for like the Brat Pack movies mm-hmm. to really be aware of them. I had seen like, a couple of the. Let me see stuff. that driver's license. You know how old I am. <laughs> um, no, but because his a lot of I feel like a lot of his were earlier '80s, and I saw a lot of the PG-13 ones, like the John Hughes ones. But he wasn't in the John Hughes ones. I got a question. What do you remember was the scariest thing you've ever saw on television? Oh god! You know, I was talking about Hannibal, but like that is not the thing that I think I was most terrified by. I remember being terrified by the commercials. For Poltergeist Three, <laughs> the one in the Hancock, set? the one in the Hancock building, oh, okay. but it was the whole thing was she had her hand against the window and she just looks right at the camera and she's like, "They're here," yeah. and it didn't matter what the movie was. I was eight or nine or whatever mm-hmm. when I saw that and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and I granted the movie is shit garbage, but I didn't know that that commercial at that time. I just remember seeing it probably during like the Cosby Show or something. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But. I just remember it's now you know the, that's the scariest part, right? Exactly. But I remember it's carrying the crap out of me, and I remember like it sticking with me for a while. I remember really being afraid, and not. I and years later, probably about four or five years later, seeing Poltergeist and putting it together, like, oh, now I remember. That's where that came from, because I just had that memory of the TV and like being scared and that little girl. You know, I've actually got a similar one, Brian. Is that it was a it was a trailer for a movie they were about to play. I think mm-hmm. back when I was a kid. Yeah. So uh, this is embarrassing to admit, but the thing that terrified me the most as a child, almost to the time I was fourteen, was the movie Gremlins. Yeah, no. I didn't oh, see yeah. it. No. I, I I remember actually getting 
uh, a puzzle for my grandmother and just getting this nightmare in my head yeah. for so, so long and being terrified of small little creatures and gremlins yeah. and demons until I saw it when I was like 13 or 14 and I was like, oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But the scariest thing I remember seeing on television, and this is where my parents had known that I had had kind of like these nightmares in this complex, was that it was this middle of a Sunday, 2 p.m., like closer to Halloween, creature feature type of thing, and it was playing the trailer, and it was a bunch of these small little creatures. And I remember very distinctly this bigger creature falling and bursting into a bunch of little gremlins and types of creatures. I remember screaming and my parents shutting off the television, and that has been imprinted in my head for so long, I went most of my life trying to find out what that film actually was. It took me until I was 23 years old. It was The Gate. I, oh, the game. Nineteen eighties. It was. It's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, that's a really young Stephen Dorff uh, is the child actor is? in oh that one. God. But uh, uh, if anyone has seen the gate, is actually a pretty good one out of the eighties type of creature features where there's this gate to hell underneath the suburban home, but it's got some really it's the great. Home out. Yeah, it is yeah. the home out, yeah. and it's got some great old fashioned like uh, stop motion and claymation oh. type of creature effects. So yeah. it's a good one to watch. I remember being scared by the box of critters remember critters oh, oh yes. yeah i remember those box. teeth those teeth and yeah. it's just like great right. and, and it had red eyes it was staring that was the great thing about the blockbuster age though yeah. too yes. that you could just go through and be frightened by the vhs yeah. covers well and this was exactly what i was gonna say max to your point like i mean and and to your point brian like honestly we would go to blockbuster and that's when i would see trailers for movies and they would so i would see like the trailer for it or i'd see the trailer for you know, Gremlins or for Friday the 13th or one of the Jason movies or whatever. And it would be up there and you'd get those clips because remember, yeah. they wouldn't just show the trailer. They'd show like... It was like a commercial uh, of, with like the trailer. And some then VHS like, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it was like probably an actor talking about it or something, right? Yeah, like, it was, yeah, like an Entertainment Tonight clip essentially, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. on there. But you'd end up seeing a lot of the gore in the film. Like you'd see somebody's head get chopped off or you'd see Freddy cut somebody open, yeah. with, you know, with his claws or something like that. And for me, it was always that I would see these images or I'd see them on the back of box art or something. But I never saw it, so there was never any resolution to it in my head. It was always just, this thing is scary and it's out there. It's never like, oh, and then they finally win in the end and they banish it to hell or, you know, whatever it is, you know. Well, isn't that the scariest thing? The unresolved. I mean, what you can create in your own mind. And that was, I think, just growing up in the blockbuster age as a kid, that you'd see the boxes and almost create your own stories. That You wouldn't know that Critters was mostly a comedy, or mostly a sci-fi. I I didn't know that they were aliens. When I finally saw it, um, years, it was not, I I was like 13 or 12 or 13 when I I finally saw it, and even then being like, oh, that's it. Right. Well, it always kind of turns out that case. I, uh, you know, even though that I was terrified of gremlins and my parents kept me away from it, I was always a budding genre fan of like doing that. And I remember my parents still tell me the story of when I was five or six years old and walking through and seeing Hellraiser and saying, ah, pins and face. And that's what I called them. And then like I begged, I think for months to see, mommy, I want to see pins and face. I want to see pins and face. (laughs) So my parents actually rented it and went like, you can't watch any of this. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that, uh, to your point about, like, what's the scariest thing you saw on TV, I remember my cousin Amy, who's uh, nine years older than I am, was uh, sort of like a family babysitter yeah. sometimes, because uh, my mom and her mom, my aunt uh, Maureen, are really, really close friends, so they would go out and do stuff. So, well, like, they're sisters, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, but I mean, like, you know, but they're also very, very, they're very close, close, you know. Uh, my mom's the first of seven kids, I would say oh. probably the two of them are the closest, maybe okay. my aunt Colleen, too, but um, anyway... 
so they would frequently go out on like sort of like friend dates to like yeah. you know, watch a movie or do something. And so my cousin Amy would babysit me. And of course, like we didn't really have cable, but my cousin Amy like had the packages because my yeah, uncle yeah. wanted to have all the HBOs and all the you yeah. know, whatevers. So their kitchen television would frequently just have whatever he was watching on and then he would like vacate the area. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't know, I don't even know if it was around Halloween, but um, HBO I think was on and I didn't know what movie I was watching and I think Amy went to take a shower or she was on the phone, she was busy. And so I sit down at the kitchen table and I'm watching this movie and there's this poor little girl and she's in her bedroom and all these toys come to life and they're scaring the hell out of her. And then there's a thing where her dad drinks a bottle of tequila and there's a worm in it and it comes out of her. And then at the end, there's this whole bit where there's this like excavation site outside the house and all these skeletons or whatever come out of it in the rain. Scared the shit out of me. And at the end, it says something like happy dreams. And I used to say that to my mother before I went to bed every night. This was like a ritual thing. So it wasn't until many years later that I realized this was poltergeist too. Scared the shit out of me. I was terrified by it because I was like, "Oh my god, this little girl's in her room, and all these things are happening, and they're like invading, and like all her toys come to life, and it's so scary." And then there's all these monsters outside, even when she tries to run away. And the 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 preacher came. Oh well, yeah, especially the actor who played him in that one too. Yeah. Uh Um, So both of you boys were traumatized by Poltergeist sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two. Yeah, actually, speak up for two. I actually like three a lot uh, as well, but. Two has got one of the grossest, one of the scarier uh, uh, sequences, and that is that tequila worm sequence. Oh, it's so it, nasty. it is designed by H.R. Geiger. Too. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, I remember being horrified by It's that. truly, truly disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who's in Poltergeist 3? Tom Scarrett. Yeah, oh, really? Tom <laughs> Scarrett. Keeps coming up on his mind. <laughs> well, he is a very handsome man. He's a, he's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Although our friends on X-Rated uh, Movies podcast, uh, who we rep with, rep for each other uh will point out that he has a very pancakey gross ass <laughs> they did a review of poison ivy which was phenomenal oh god you should go listen to it that was yeah. that was the early 90s where you had caruso and other type of people oh, and yeah. michael douglas flapping their flat asses yeah. around yeah. all yeah. the time with all right well we're wrapping up this episode of one night stand but i have a question for you too what's your favorite scary movie Oh, that's a good one. My favorite scary movie, probably Poltergeist. Um, that's a good one. Or Jaws. Honestly, I keep I always mm-hmm. kind of think of Jaws as a horror movie. One of those two. Spielberg, of course. I don't. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, because it's us. We're gonna have to pick two to three scary. Of course. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Like I could start talking about like The Exorcist or I. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go with something a little bit more modern, I think, for mine that I love to just tell people about and hopefully more and more and build this cult, which is House of the Devil. Oh, yeah. that's a good one, too. I yeah. know. Is, uh, is one that is brings back the basics. Everything that I love about Halloween and a lot of type of classic films is that if you really want to scare me, you really have to earn it, which is to build tension and build patience. And uh, uh, House of the Devil is nothing but just one long... Uh, uh, catch and release yeah. of basically its audience That's but when it pays off it pays off so if anybody who hasn't seen it it is i think the best example of modern horror uh besides the descent well and so mine aren't really horror movies i think in like the traditional sense they're science fiction movies because i find a lot of that stuff to be like the something that just builds a lot of dread and creepiness 
to be a lot more frightening to me yeah, than yeah. like scares that you can kind of. Well, that's what I like about Poltergeist is mm-hmm. that it's it takes the time to like build that up, yeah. and when you have those like what the fuck moments, like when she leaves the kitchen and she comes back and the kitchen's all. It's, the chairs are all up. Or is that the Sixth Sense? Which one is the Sixth no, Sense? No, it's Poltergeist. Yeah, that's right. Well, but, so, um, you know, I, I, I love the movies that you guys mentioned. I was going to mention the Scream series, because yeah. I really love those movies. They're, like, fun. They're not really scary, but they're creepy. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're just fun. I, they're well, really two, I mean, one and two have got their moments. Two is oh, my yeah, favorite because moments, of, yeah. I remember wanting to crawl under my seat in Scream 2. <laughs> When they have to climb over Ghostface to get out of the cop oh, car. Oh yes, that's and right. like I always feel like it's ten minutes long, yeah. but it's probably only like forty five minutes or forty five seconds in. <laughs> I think it's like a minute or two. I think because right, there's right. two of them, uh-huh. they both do it. So, like. but we're just gonna keep interrupting you until you tell, <laughs> until, tell until you. you tell your favorite scary movie. <laughs> well, I would say that like I did in high school have a very vivid dream that I still remember every moment to, and it was a, a scream related dream. I'm like in a cafe and there's a TV and they're like it's entertainment tonight and they're talking about the new screen movie that's coming out and so I watch a clip and suddenly I'm in the clip and I'm like running down this like office hallway and I'm like there's a T intersection I'm gonna go right and then I trip and fall at the end and the dude's behind me and I just like felt him stab me through like I woke up actually clutching my back because I could like feel the fibers in Man, my your body. brain is a bastard. It <laughs> is a weird, weird thing. But I, but it was funny is that it wasn't even that scary a dream. I just remember like like okay, I'm gonna die now, and I was like, oh right, the franchise is called Scream. So I screamed, and that's when I woke up. So, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, probably Alien. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is so frightening to me. Um, yeah, in a movie that's not really. Frightening, but I love how creepy it is. I've talked about Under the Skin a million times. That's that's one of my favorite movies. Oh no, it, yeah. Alien yeah. I think is is one of the most frightening films of all time. Yeah. I, I I think that Halloween and Alien still have not been beat for me personally. Yeah. And there was something about the late seventies and where our yeah. country's psyche was at, yeah. where it was just perfect. Yeah. Really. And it helped too. I think in the, just in this terms of it being the time that those were made, like the, the studios were giving money to these auteurs that knew what to do with it yeah well no no one had thought of space quite like that though yeah. too i'm sure we can have a podcast a full podcast on more alien movies but yeah. like alien is a haunted house movie yeah. it yeah, just yeah. happens to be in space mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. that's a good that's a good one that's those a great both, one those are both good ones well, I like i could have swapped me. out any like of the either like from i could have taken either of your answers for my own answer because there's no one you yeah know? yeah um, for sure when you love film, it's you can't really just narrow it down like exactly, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that was a great episode. Um, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, so hopefully, if you haven't seen any of the TV shows or the films that we were talking about today, go check them out. Um, once again, we are a piece of pie. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Piece of Pie Pod. I'm James. You can find me on Instagram at Sonic Alligator and Twitter at Sonic Alligator, T-O-U-R. Brian, where can they find you? I am so Brian Rowe. That's Brian with an I, R-O-W-E on Instagram and Twitter. Max. And I'm on Instagram at Max Bever. That is beverage without the age. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> You've been holding on to that one for a while, have you? <laughs> it's just my go-to of oh, being yeah. able to explain my last name sure. but really I respond to anything at this point so Beaver is fine <laughs> well with that we're going to wrap up um, and have a great rest of your festive holiday Halloween season uh, and get that werewolf bar mitzvah <laughs> <laughs>
break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He said, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfen clan. clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay, it's over. That's a wrap. Oh. The next day, what happened? The trauma didn't teach. Oh, I man. got up in front of everyone to give my little speech. Then my teeth turned into fangs and my nails into claws. And I nearly dropped the trauma when my hands turned into paws. I growled and I roared and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at Temple Beth Emanuel. Hey, man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words? My manager, Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits first. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming. Men, men becoming wolves. I don't. I, I just don't think this. The idea of the song can sustain itself for that long. It doesn't. It seems a little sweaty now. So this whole premise is sweaty. We had a reception at the Lachman Country Club. They served a real nice brisket and an eight-foot party sub. I danced with my cousins. I got money from my folk. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes. Uh -uh. Then I remembered the premise of my song. I was at a nice reception, but the werewolf part was gone. So we pulled ourselves together, and we're wolfmen again. Just in time for monster fight to begin. No. All the country club employees were brain-sucking packs. Who had all turned into zombies and were on the attack. So we fought them and some Draculas and Frankensteins, too. Cause you gotta love bar mitzvah, even if you're not an art. No such thing Spooky, scary, no boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf farmers for cookie hairy, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't want this. I don't like this. This is scary. Turning into werewolves and stuff. You know? I don't know, Trey. I'm not feeling it. This ain't no dick in the box. <laughs> Mazel tov.